Welcome to the Jeff Allen Sports Talk Podcast. Conversation and opinion to inspire thought, friendly debate, and even some laughter. Now from his man cave in Apopka, Florida, here's Jeff Allen. And after a bit of a hiatus after March Madness, we are back in podcast form on Jeff Allen Sports Talk. And glad to have you listening. As always, I hope you enjoy Jeff Allen Sports Talk on our variety of platforms outside of the podcast. On Twitter at Jeff Allen underscore 88. On Facebook at Jeff Allen 88. And on my website, Jeff Allen Sports Well, we're now finally past the NFL draft. And the best part about that is we don't have to have any more mock drafts that we get besieged with for months on end. And guess what? I bet most of the predictions were wrong. Anyway, at least that part of uh, the, the scenario is over. The teams have made their draft picks, and now we get the other insane part of the draft. Now we get all those pundits and guys out there who do the mock drafts grading them. How do you grade a draft when guys haven't even stepped on the field yet? You're talking in at least three years before any impacts of the draft are really felt uh, for most players outside of those few impact guys that can step right in in their rookie season. So we get to see a lot of that going on. My analysis of of the draft is uh, basically kind of like seeing what teams are doing and how they're going to either you know rebuild or or restructure their programs. It's always interesting to see how I grade a winner from the draft is typically um, teams that manage to stockpile picks and you know the more bullets you have the better chances you have of landing uh, better talent for your football team and you got to give the forward San Francisco 49ers and their new general manager a GM with no experience John Lynch uh, hoisting several picks from the Chicago Bears just to move one slot down so the Bears could draft a quarterback with only one season of college experience in Mitchell Trubisky. So uh, interesting there. I won't be too harsh on the Bears for taking a guy with that, with that limited resume. But um, again, because I'm going to let that play out. But uh, uh, I think teams that stockpile their picks and and continue to, uh, to, to you know not only for picking players but to make other deals later on are the big winners. But the real big winner of the NFL draft was Dallas Cowboy legendary wide receiver Drew Pearson. And the way he announced his pick to the booing fans of the Philadelphia Eagles, the city of (coughs) brotherly love, was hosting the NFL draft this year. And of course, they went into boo mode when it came to the Cowboys and this Cowboy legend and Drew Pearson giving it to them. Talking about how about them Cowboys and the five-time world champion Dallas Cowboys and all the great things they've accomplished versus all the things the Philadelphia Eagles have not. Yes, I am a little biased as a Cowboys fan. And, of course, anybody who knows me knows I'm a huge Drew Pearson fan. I mean, him and, you know, Roger Staubach, you know, Staubach is 1A, Drew is 1B. And, of course, uh, Drew was such a great receiver in the Cowboys history. He set the standard for wearing number 88, for which Michael Irvin upheld, and now Des Bryant trying to do the same, and doing pretty well at that, as I might add. But uh, the fact that uh, uh, the Drew Pearson, who was one of the great receivers in his era, is not in the Hall of Fame, is one 
huge, huge travesty. Well, it was a tough week in Bristol, Connecticut, as uh, many ESPN staffers lost their jobs. And, I, you know, I don't want to give short shrift to the 300 who lost their job, you know, uh, some time ago. Another 100 uh, got their pink slips this week. And it really is a shame uh, as that happens. You know, you got to look at uh, some of the things that go on with this network and, you know, I've taken them to task many times for so the way they handle things. And, you know, again, because they became the big behemoth, they've lost touch with reality. And, and you know, they have decided how we fans should watch games as opposed to actually maybe getting the feedback for the fans and, and just presenting games as they should and not for a, a additional opinion platforms for which they become known for. And I think the, the saddest part of this, you know, well, I'll, let's start, uh, let me go back one step. For those who are kind of dancing on the, uh, uh, for, for some of the people who got fired who are, who are happy about that, shame on you. Because if you've ever lost your job, not to mention if you've ever lost your job from a company that you've been with for many years, and I can speak to experience for this, it hurts. It hurts. And whether you are fans of these people or not, um, you know, they are they are people, too. And, you know, it's a shame that they've had they have to go through this. And of course, you know, life will go on. They'll bounce back, hopefully to something bigger and better. But, uh, you know, people people uh, having joy in, in these firings. Uh, that's that is a shame. The big part of all this, of course, are the big executives at ESPN, you know, John Skipper that runs the operation. These are the guys who get to keep their job after they have basically driven the rails into the company. You know, signing the the huge deals for, you know, the NFL and the NBA. Now, I get the NFL piece of it because that's a proven commodity and and you definitely want to be uh, in business with, with the NFL. But the NBA... Um, you know, is it? You know, it's it's a great league, not what it was, in my opinion. Um, you know, until they straighten out the uh, the, the situation where uh, there's only a handful of good teams because players can can basically form super teams. Until they address that problem, it will never be as great as it was. Now, the other aspect is they overpay for this league, and the big mistake they've made after overpaying for the league is becoming the exclusive PR arm of the league where, you know, all the shows that they put on and all the sports shows they put on are so NBA heavy um, that they've really done, done a disservice to their network. So, uh, again, a tough week in Bristol and uh, for those who've lost their jobs, not only this week, but in, uh, in uh, recent months, uh, we hope the best for them. And one last thought before we close shop on this edition of Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Um, the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, you may have seen, seen my post on Facebook, at JeffAllen88, my fan page on Facebook. Uh, how much more I enjoy the Stanley Cup playoffs versus the NBA playoffs because of the fact that those players, you, you, you do not see a lack of hustle at any point um, uh, during the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs where I think in the NBA, you see teams kind of take the night off here and there like they do in the regular season. And the fact the games are always so very close, there are very few uh, blowout games, and they are just much more 
riveted, riveting, and you know the you know the number of overtime games speaks to how level the com- the competition is. So uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs are definitely uh, much more entertaining than the NBA. And again, I don't follow hockey as much during the regular season, but during the Stanley Cup, I like to watch. All right, again, reminder to follow me on Twitter at JeffAllen underscore 88, Facebook at JeffAllen88, and on my website, JeffAllenSportsTalk.com. Thanks for listening, and with that, we are done here. This has been the Jeff Allen Sports Talk Podcast. Be sure to catch Jeff's weekly blog at JeffAllenSportsTalk.com and follow him on Twitter at JeffAllen underscore 88. The Jeff Allen Sports Talk Podcast is brought to you each week by Kramer's Salve for Dogs. I want to take a moment to tell you about the inspiration for Kramer's Salve for Dogs. I found Kramer as a small pup when we were living in Knoxville as I was taking our dog Precious out in the middle of a cold rainy night. We had heard a dog barking and whining thinking somebody had left him out on a balcony. No one came forth to claim him so he joined our family. Kramer struggled mightily with skin allergies. My wife Joy tried all sorts of ointments and medications and other than some temporary relief here and there, nothing was really helping him. Then she came to remember that people have used neem for its healing properties and after two years of intensive research, created the best solution of its kind, not just for Kramer, but for dogs everywhere. Kramer Salve is a safe and natural approach to help your best friend live an itch-free life. A four-ounce, six-month supply, including shipping, is just $30. Or a two-ounce, three-month supply, including shipping, is just $20. Your pet is family and deserves the best. Help your dog end the itch and hotspot cycle by ordering online today at KramerSalve.net. That's K-R-A-M-E-R-S-A-L-V-E dot net.